1: Welcome to a very special bonus edition of the Online Darts Lab. We're not calling it the World Grand Prix, David, because we're actually going to talk about the Premier League as well alongside it. But we are recording this straight after the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix Final, where it has happened. Gerwin Price has won a TV-ranked title other than the Grand Slam of Darts. He has beaten Dirk Van Dijver Moda by five sets to two. In the final in Coventry, Jonathan, Jacoby, Garwood, and Phil Bars alongside you as always to talk through uh, a very good final, I thought, gentlemen. Uh, a very warm welcome to the show. Uh, God, we shall start with you. Um, I thought I was going to put a missing persons report out for you tonight. Lovely of you to turn up.
2: I'm here. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> we will come. We will come <laughs> to you in a moment however Phil bars inside the bubble in Coventry you're just about to set off home I've seen the flip-flops and the shorts they're ready to go for driving it would not be the same without them Um, I'm guessing you can't wait for your own bed mate
3: Uh, yes I can't (laughs) wait for a few days in my own bed Um, don't get me wrong it's it's been a great time but there's nothing like home is there (laughs)
1: <laughs> very much so, even though I'm 20 minutes down the road from uh, where you are. Uh, right, let's go and talk through this final then, Gob. Um, I honestly thought that it, Dirk's time was coming. Um, uh, for the first couple of sets, Gesi played very, very well without playing spectacularly. Um, and when he got it back to 2-1 though, Dirk, I did think, I was a bit like, "Oh, hello, here we go. And if do you reckon that if there hadn't been the third, if there had been a break after the third set, like uh, like obviously they normally do, obviously two sets and sorry, the first two sets they have a break after each one. Then they have a break after the two sets after that. Do you think if there would have been a break then, Dirt would have been able to like refocus a little bit because he managed, because he obviously gets the set, he goes and has, hits the set, he goes and hits double 18 to go and trail two one. He then doesn't get the break. And I think that adrenaline starts running on him because he, because he was really poor to start the fourth set.
3: Yeah, possibly, but also I remember the dart. He had one dart at top for hundred and fourteen. Yes, that was back in when he missed.
1: Yeah, that was back in the. I think that was the fifth set. I think that was for for the uh, for the fifth set.
3: Yeah, it's it's either three one or I'm sorry four one or three two, and I think that was the moment it completely went away for me. I think if that goes, it's game on. But four one, you are not reeling in the Iceman. man.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, he gets back to 2-1 and then he's starting just completely deserts him and for the first two legs um, of, of that set. Um, I think missed nine darts at uh, getting in in those two legs and you can't really afford to do that. You're you sort of letting Gezi straight off the hook after you, you've got him right where you want him and a chance to force yourself back into the final. Um it's not to say Dirk played badly. I, I thought he gave a good account of himself as his, his first major final. I think that he, he did play well once he got back into it. That second set that he won in particular, he was, he was solid, especially to be the first man to, to take a, a last exercise and a set off of Gezi. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Gezi did the job early, got himself out to a lead, and it's difficult to stop when he does that.
1: Yeah, I, we, we, you talk about that Um, that fifth set again Phil when you talked about the moment where obviously he had the one fourteen, which would have obviously won in the which would have won in the fifth set and would have meant it was 3-2 and back on throw Price did a really good job of nearly effing that fifth set up didn't he because I I can't I can't quite believe right Durr Van Dijver on 2-3-4 I think if my memory says me correctly he then goes and misses double he then goes and misses tops and he goes and pings it in at fives at that point I know appreciate got 30 left. At that point, just take, take your medicine, uh, take the single 10, and just go for it there. Rather than going for double 15, I appreciate it's right next door, but just take the medicine. Take the single 10. easy up, double 10. Win the set, three 0 comfortable job done.
3: Surely. Yeah, I, I think it's because it is right next door to double 10. that's why he's gone straight at of it. A la Michael Smith.
1: Yes, but then if you miss it, like he like he did, then you're then playing silly buggers trying to get round the board, and then, and then he goes and busts his score, and then Van Dive motor takes out a one three five on the ball, which I've never seen a ball more central in my life.
2: What's that? Bloody great that. Not a lot that? You, could you could say about that, but that was a, that was a good diet. It certainly
1: was, um, and then. I thought, I've, do you know what though, Gob? I thought that Dirk, when he took out the sixth set, when he got that second set, 174 for double 16, as you mentioned, that took some stones for me. Because you, you fall one down to arguably the best player in the world. We will come on to that debate, I'm sure, in a second. You fall one down to arguably the best player in the world, and he's two all serving for the championship. Well, you, you're serving for the champ, You're serving to stay in the match at this point, and you produce that. To come up with it, a 174, double 16, 3 2, trial 4 2. At least you're asking him to serve out the
2: contest. Yes, yeah, because it was a bit touchy at that point as well. He didn't have the best start for Lenny. He got in, but then his scoring sort of deserted him. It was bang on the right darts at the right moment, exceptional setup shot, um, left in darts was his, his favourite double 16, and he got another set on the board. And at that point, all right, it probably still was a little bit too late, but he gave himself a chance, and that's all you can do in that situation when you're so far behind. You have to keep winning legs. You have to give yourself a chance to, to to win the match, obviously, but
3: not to be.
1: I thought I'll be honest with you: when he goes and breaks in the next set, Phil, seventh set starts, seventh set with an absolute. Perler, 180, leads on 73, which he takes it out eventually. Held's throw goes 2-0. So he's 2-1 and he's serving for a break of throw in sets on Price's throw, which we've got to get the game back to 4-3. Price finds double 10 to get the break back and then, he's throwing, and then he's throwing them for the championship. If Dirk manages to hold throw there at 4-3, I'm not suggesting we would have been having a different conversation. What I am suggesting is that it would have had a very interesting eighth set then. Price would have been A on the hundred, back
3: foot then. 100%. It's game-changing moments. Um, as Michael Van Gerwen has paraphrased once or twice, doing the right things at the right moments, and that's what sport's all about.
1: Well, I thought he did the right things at the right moments. I messaged you guys, didn't I, in our chat, when yeah. uh, in, in the second, start, second set, end, to end the second set, 180 from Dirk, Lee's 192. bit of pressure there on Price. Then the spectacular 87 finish on the ball. To go ahead 2 none in, in the final. Again, he let out one of those trademark Gezi roars, gob, that sort of, sort of, basically became the final, really. And then obviously he takes out a one oh two checkout to win the match. And he looked very emotional. I thought at the end. Did did price? Yeah, he did. Which is,
2: he's quite clearly an emotional person. You see how he reacts when he hits three darts in the same segment for crowd sake. Um, yeah. <laughs> It means a lot to him. He is still picking up titles, whether they're I mean, you're never gonna say no to a professional title, right? Or a TV title. They're still not the daddy ones, but he is showing he's got the game more than enough to, to go on and win those in, in the time to come.
1: So let's I tell you what, let's just let's hear from our winner first, with Phil, and then we'll come back and discuss The weeks for Dirk van Dijvermöder and Gerwin Price. We'll then also look ahead, listener, uh, to the Premier League and also give our game of the tournament as well. But first of all, let's hear from the Iceman. Here is Gerwin Price after winning the 2020 Boyle Sports World Grand Prix. He is chatting with Phil.
3: Gezi, huge congratulations. You are the 2020 Boyle Sports World Grand Prix champion. An emotional night up there. Just sum up how you're feeling after that.
0: I'm feeling relieved because even at 4-1 up in that game, I'm... I'm still thinking, you know, just one more set, one more set. And the more you think like that, it's hard to get over over the winning line and you know, I think the last two sets I thought he played better than what he did all the way through the game. And that was a crucial time for me. I was under pressure just to try and finish the game off and fair play to him. What a fantastic player and you know, I wish him well whatever he does now, but you know, to only win his tour card back this year and to get get to the final of this, uh, I think there's some big things to come for him.
3: It's been a special four weeks for yourself, four titles. Does this one sit top of the four.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. It's ranking points. Is you know, is 110,000 ranking points for me. You know, it takes a lot of pressure off me now for, for the Grand Slam in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, I'm happy to win this. Like I said, I, I, it's a sort of free roll for me now in the Grand Slam
3: tournament across the whole as Michael Van Goen would say you did the right things at the right moments in big games didn't you
0: yeah I didn't play fantastic all the time I think one game I was you know towards my best but it just takes that winning double to, to win matches and you know it's, it's tough to get off but if you don't hit with the winning double then you're not going to win so you know, I thought I played pretty decent through this tournament but it's plenty more in the tank I know that
3: does that show how far you've come because your A game is up there with the very best. But the, the B game that you spoke about earlier on in the year, is that now up there as well and that gets you through games?
0: I think my A game is better than anyone, but you know it's you need to do a week in, week out and you need to prove that you are the best player in the world or that you can win tournaments and you know I've won four out of the last five, so it goes to show that I've got the minerals and I've, I've got what it takes to get over the whitewash. I'm not scared of losing and I'm definitely not scared of winning.
3: Up to number two in the rankings now. is all sights now on that number one spot. I know you keep dodging it and say yeah. you, you don't know, but you must feel unbeatable right now.
0: I don't feel unbeatable, but I'm in a good place. I'm confident and I believe every time I go on that stage, whether it's on the main stage or as a pro-Tour European, that I'm going to win. And when you're thinking like that and you've got that mentality, then nine times out of ten you will win. So yeah, I'm. I'm just looking forward now to the European next week. I'll enjoy this tonight, but you know, it's another, it's another day, another dollar to win.
3: Can you catch Michael for that number one spot?
0: Yeah, it's possible, but obviously I've got to keep winning. I've got to keep doing well in majors, and if I want to catch him, I've got to win the worlds.
3: What was it like up there as well, picking up that trophy and seeing Beth and the kids on on the screen, watching it live with you as they can't be here?
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's brilliant, you know. I, I'm away all week, and you, you miss your wife, you miss your kids, and they're on the phone to you, and just to pick the trophy up, be able to see them in the background, and, yeah, it's brilliant, but, you know, it's, you can't, you can, I can't express how, how happy I am just to pick the trophy up, but to see them in the background, yeah, is it's brilliant, but, you know, i like to just thank all my sponsors, Red Dragon, you know, Tough Stuff, Valley Waters, uh, Vans Direct, everybody, you know, well their support. I don't think things like this can be possible.
3: Well-deserved couple of days off for yourself now, is it? Before the European tour?
0: Two days, I think, and then I'm away <laughs> again. So I mean. I'll enjoy this tonight where I can. I'm going to bed. I'll be up early to drive home tomorrow, pick the kids up from school, two days home, and then away again.
3: Gezi, huge congratulations again, mate. Well done. No Thank worries, you just
0: PB, I thought that was a very
1: interesting interview. I think he's actually starting to believe now that he is the best player on Planet Darts. Even though he didn't say yeah, it but- outright. I appreciate he said his A game is is as good as anyone's, but he's starting to believe it now.
3: He believes. No question whatsoever. But before we touch on that, one thing kudos to Sky, the PDC, was the live feed with Beth and the kids at home. Yes, absolutely.
1: Thought it was beautiful.
3: Absolutely. What a touch that was. Um, Obviously, they can't have anyone there to celebrate with them when they win, in but an absolute touch from the PDC and Sky with that little bit but going back to the thing, yeah, he hundred percent believes he's the best player in the world and NVG is in his sights. Can he catch him? Is another question. But he believes now that he can get at him.
1: Well let's let's God, we'll touch on we'll touch on Price in a second. Go, I want to touch on Dirk Van Diver mode, if I may. If you again as we've said before, after that Mensor Silvic game, we all thought that that was just ridiculous how he got through that game in one of the worst games I've ever seen. He then absolutely comes through the field brilliantly, beating Van der Berg, beating Anderson, beating Whitlock, only dropping one set at a time to doing that. He's only dropped four sets in the whole bloody tournament. Um, he comes through and he's absolutely smashed his way now as Dirk van Dijvenboel all the way up to number 54 in the world. He's plus 18 after that tournament. And looking the way that it is at the moment in time, he should be easily qualifying now for the world championships and he's obviously putting himself in a half decent place uh, to potentially qualify for the match play as well uh, next year. Uh, Maybe, uh, well, maybe not necessarily the match play, but sorry, but he's starting to push his way up there towards it and will give him some confidence going ahead to it. Now, here's my, my theory on this one, right? He's qualified for the grand slam for the first time in his career He's shown there that he can get through to the final of a set play format. Admittedly, the double in double out start gives him a bit of a, you know, a bit of a leavener. I totally understand that. But when he was on it scoring wise tonight, he was outstanding. And he was outstanding throughout the entire
3: tournament.
2: Yeah, he was. And look, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And I don't want this part to be me versus you two just having a pop at Gezi, right? Because that's not my intention. But If you look at the calibre of players that Dirk beat on his run to the final, it's bloody impressive. It's better than Michael's run to the final last year, and it's better than Gezi's run to the final this year. There were some serious, serious operators in that side of the draw that he beat in every situation. You had the scrappy game against Maceau, you had the way that he took Dimitri to town. the the same with Gary. Gary was nowhere near two-time world champion. Had absolutely no answer for him. He was was exceptional. And I think it's this is the, the caliber of World Darts right now is that anybody on the top of their game can be anybody. And Dirk this week was on top of his game or, or close to that in this format for a large part of the week. That's, that's how he got to where he was. His problem of where he is ranked in the world and that sort of thing is you have to do that more consistently now. That's the difference between Gezi and Michael and, and Peter and, and Gary to an extent still is that they produce their A game more often in the situations that they need it than the rest of the players in the world. There isn't a single dart out there that any of those players can hit that another one can't. It's just the timing and how consistently you do it, and that's where Dirk needs to push on and use this as a platform now.
1: Well, again, we'll come on to that because obviously he's got a hell of a chance now to qualify for the World Championships. He's pretty much there or thereabouts now, realistically, um, in qualifying for the World Championships. And that's a big moment, obviously, looking ahead uh, for his ranking. Um, a huge moment indeed for Dirk. Um, Phil, we will ask the question to Bob. I'm sure he will say no, but I will answer you this question. The man has won 22 out of 23 of his last games. The only man to beat him was Devin Peterson on a European yes. tour. Yes. Is... Correct. <laughs> This is a big moment for you. I honestly genuinely believe this. Because I know how much you, you you love your green machine. And I know how much he loves you. But you are willing to call Garen Price the best player in the world.
3: Right now, on the f- current form they're in, for me, Garen Price is the best player in the world. And if you rewind, I called this pre-tournament as well.
1: Yeah. 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 You, you called so it... You called a what's it called final? You called it an El Clas- a New World Classico final, is what you called.
3: Yeah, look, don't get I got part of it wrong, but I did say Gohan Price was the best player in the world pre tournament as well.
1: I, I agreed with you. I, don't, I didn't um, disagree with you.
3: So, look, don't get me wrong, I still think Michael's A game is better than anyone else's. However, consistently right now, Gezi is the best player. So, here's the deal then.
1: I'm now going to ask our friend Mr. Garwood over here. Are you willing to admit that Gerwin Price is the best player on Planet Darts right now?
2: We want to go boys. I'll be back in a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants to. I think he wants to.
2: No, he, he is the most informed player in the world right now. You can't argue. It. He's one enough a get... It. Well, he is. But, you know, Let's be honest, we were saying this about Dodger after a week and a half worth of performances. I wasn't, you about were. Right when he, picked up. Well, he was, though, at that point. You're going to win matches against that calibre of player. You are the most informed player in the world. That, that's how form works. It just depends what period you look at it. At the minute, Gellin Price is the most informed player in World Darts. You can't argue with that. Peter's losing games because he's chopping and changing with darts, chopping and changing with pace, envied his heads all over the place. And the rest of the field just don't have the quality of those three consistently enough to go on and, and dominate titles. Again, don't want to put the dampers on it, but if you're going pro, are you peaking at the wrong point of the season?
1: No. I think you're peaking. You this sure? is the right time to peak.
2: Yeah, have you gone early?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But So here's the question that I've got now about... Again, I,
2: I don't want to boo-boo what he's done because to win a TV title takes some doing, no matter what. But, would you swap two Grand Slams and a Grand Prix for World Championships? Yeah, Oh, absolutely. The There's no doubt about that. Play? Possibly.
1: No, uh, for a match play, no. If the prize money was more than it was, then maybe. But because the prize money is just a little bit bigger than the Grand Prix or the Slam, then no. If it was, say, 250k, I mean, this one yeah.
2: is the first one where it's in the, the top four events that, that we like, if, if there were official majors, the Grand Prix is a top four. This is the first Correct. one he's won now, and yep. that's where I need to push on. Like we, We've said our thoughts on the Grand Slam before, the World Series Finals, yes, fantastic to win, good quality field, but if Gowin Price is going to go down as the best Welsh player of all time or, or the best player in the world, that sort of thing. He now needs to go on and win another daddy. He needs to go on and win the match play or the world championships.
1: Okay, so here's a here's question one then. for you. Well, whilst go we're on. talking
3: about go going, on. Wales for the World Cup looks a great shout at the moment as a pair. What, what Price don't and know? Clayton? I know oh, the English are yes. English Price in, and I Clayton. Thinking, I think it's a great shout for the World Cup at the moment
1: because obviously yeah. Gando's not going to go over to Gando's well, not going to go to Austria.
3: Well, that's what I mean. You, you look at it. Holland, obviously, Dane Oppert and Michael Van Gerwen never played together, so we don't know. It's a, I like it. I know. I, I, <laughs> on paper, funny, I, I do. It? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I agree. I like it. But it, it's unknown. We don't know. Scot- yeah. Scotland, as it stands, it looks like it's going to be Hendo and Peter Wright. However, I think that there'll be, be, there will be people in Gary's ear whether they can make him change his mind is a completely different story.
1: You know that. But you know that. Gary Anderson. That is not happening.
3: <laughs> look, that, all, I said, all I said is there'll be, there'll be people in his ear. I didn't say <laughs> they change it, but they will no, be people right. in his ear.
2: Gary, Gary, you're fighting for fitness. You've obviously the to your tour
3: this year, lad. That's <laughs> 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 So, <laughs> I'm, so not yeah, look, I'm, I'm, not saying, it. I'm not saying they change his oh, mind, but Hendo and Wright, nowhere near... A force. Correct. And then... As much as I of me if that's the way the Scots are going to go, send Robert
2: Thornton with Hendo and just just see what they can do. That'll be glass. Um, Pure
3: entertainment then, value. You've got Michael but, but, but Smith
1: but, but and Rob Cross as the England boys, and that's not a bad pairing.
3: On paper, it's a good uh, pairing, but the pair have, have got no James form whatsoever, Dave whatsoever. take Dave, James Wade and Dave Chisnall. The, the, the pair have got no form at all, to call at the moment. Mm. So, you look at, I look at the Welsh and I quite like them for the World Cup as well.
1: That's not a bad shout, actually. Uh, I don't disagree with you, but we come on to that in a no, second. There's one, there's, one, there's one question I want to ask, gentlemen, before we move on and talk about game of the tournament and then looking ahead to Thursday in the Premier League. Uh, th- the question I want to ask is this. Geroen Price, if you look at the tour card race at this moment in time, there's no way that Michael McGowan won't be number one seed for the world. We know this. But Van is on 8.67.75, as it currently stands. Wright is on 8.56. We thought that maybe Peter Wright might be the one to challenge Van Gerwen for the world number one slot. If Gerwen Price either wins the European Championships or defends the slam or wins the Players' Championship Finals and then goes and wins the Worlds, he could easily be world number one by the end of the year. I genuinely think that... Would you... Phil, would you put it past him winning a, 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 another TV title this season? Because I sure as hell wouldn't before the World right Championship
2: No, not at all. God? Um, I, I wouldn't put it past him, no. But I, I have changed my stance on who I think will be world number one come next year.
1: And what, do you think it is going to be the Green Machine?
2: I do think it'll be the Green Machine, purely because... When I said it would be Peter Wright, I expected him to go on and, and keep on good form and win things. And I still expect him to win things before now, between now and Christmas. But I just think the fact that him and Gezi are both going to do it just takes money out of each other's pockets to then go
3: and take over, Michael.
1: Phil, you're going to come in there. Sorry, my apologies for jumping in.
3: No, no. I, like I said, the, the, the three of them are head and shoulders above the rest at the moment. For me. Like we said, pre-this, I think this tournament came a couple of weeks too early for Michael Van Gogh Agree, but I saw signs that, that there's a lot of work gone in. Gezi is on fire, Peter needs to stop changing his darts, because said that. Yeah, look, his best moments in his career, when he stuck with the diamonds, he won things. When he changed to the World Championship darts, he won things. And to be fair, when he went back to the Mambas mid, what was it? July, August time. Yeah. He looked good.
1: He looked the best. He looked the best player in the
3: Premier League. Mostly four players. And then he changed. And then then he changed and did all sorts. And it's just oh and without being honest, he was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Did look good against. Yeah, and it's like look, I just think there's insecurities in Peter Wright's head. He's searching for something that does not exist. In the sport that we all love, perfection does not exist. So stop searching for it. I'm not saying don't try and find extra percent to move your game on, but he's searching for something that doesn't exist.
1: Well, I genuinely believe that if Gawain Price wins one of these remaining three TV tournaments that we've got this year, either a European Championship, a, uh, a, a Slam or a Players' Championship, He's got half a chance of winning the Worlds, and if he wins the Worlds, he could be world number one. And I do think he's got half a chance, but he's got to win one of these final three that are left. If he defends the Slam, because to be fair to him, he's pretty much defended the Slam now with the World Grand Prix win. So he, oh, he just said that got tonight, to
3: didn't he? He yes. said that tonight that he's covered the, he's ca- the, 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 the Slam, he can free roll because he's covered the prize money.
1: And then if he wins the European Championships, then he doesn't have to worry about it because he'd be pretty much, he'd pretty much be number two in the world regardless going into the going into the World Championships. If he wins one the of the other thing I like about
3: this, it means that our Clasico is now a final, not a semi-final.
1: Yes, yes. No, it could still be. A, it would have still been a final, wouldn't it? It would have still been. Oh a yeah, because three
3: and four. Yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. yes. So he would have still been a final. So if we can get those two, look, I appreciate Peter. Right, I'm not writing him off by the way I, I, I'm stressing this now but at this moment in time if we can get Michael Van Gerwen and Gowen prize on New Year's Day or whenever it's played uh, at the World Championships oh my god what a final that could be the amount of adrenaline and testosterone on that stage my goodness uh, right very quickly boys because we've got to go uh, Phil I will start with you game of the tournament for you there's been a lot of great games I thought in this tournament and uh, I want to know which one you think is best Price Chisnell. Yeah, not a bad shout.
3: <laughs> I just, just, just I just loved every minute of it. To be fair, it had drama with a last leg decider in a semi-final. I just loved everything about it.
2: Gob? It's going to be boring if it's exactly the same. Yeah. It, and, is, uh, it just had everything. Like, that was the game of the tournament. <laughs> the misses in the last set, the comeback, just the sheer emotion of it, the underlying story of last year and the similarities between what happened in the final set and a couple of times in the final leg of the set and what happened in their first round meeting last year. It was just perfect drama. And to be fair, even things down to the commentary, that was Wayne Mardle and John Parker, their absolute best. Mm-hmm. It, it was just perfect for that in that tournament.
1: I would be boring. That's to say as well... Go Don't on. play Chisney at
3: table tennis either. Oh, my days. What a demon. you heard
1: about this. <laughs> Amazing. Even Demon. Chizzy is on the table
3: tennis God. table.
1: <laughs> uh, right. I, I would be boring, and I'll go for the same, but there are a couple that I want to throw out there as well just into the mix. I, I, I agree with you that Price Chisney is the bar. But I'm going to throw a couple into the mix. I want to throw in the Son Whitlock Mervyn King game in the second round. I thought that was outstanding. Last leg decided, us. To both of them
2: just. What was that, sorry? That went every leg,
1: didn't it? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: that
1: yeah, every single leg. And I thought that was meant. And of course, it went every single leg because George Blow was bloody referee in the game. And uh, I thought another great game between two really good players was Joe Cullen against Johnny Clayton. I want to throw that no, one I into agree. the mix. That that I was agree. a really really good game. Cullen uh, doing the darts well, that went to a last egg decider as well in the final set three two and I, and that that photo I think of them two just literally laughing about just how brilliant that game was uh, was, just, yeah. was the dying image of the Grand Prix for me.
2: No, don't disagree. Do
1: that
2: was robbed by George Noble not refereeing the final.
1: <laughs> is, that what, is, that, <laughs> is that the way you're going to go with this now? <laughs>
2: I or it's impossible for it to, to go to a last leg of the side or unless George is stood there with the microphone. Kirk <laughs> Bevin, you've cost Dirk Van Dyven both of the titles.
1: Just a quick one though. Actually, I just had a thought about this because obviously we didn't hear from Dirk.
2: Absolutely perfect all week, by the way. Didn't see one error from him or George. Russ Bray on the other hand, absolutely love the bloke, but his counter is struggling. Mm-hmm. Sorry,
1: Russ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's l let, I want to throw something about Dirk really, really quickly, actually. I've just thought about this because I just checked the socials. I thought that his interview with Sky, Gob, was brilliant because to me, that shows that he was gutted about how poor he played in the final. He thinks I didn't think he played that badly personally, but to me, that shows and, and Phil jumping off the back of this, Gob, how how determined he is to make sure that this isn't a one off. I think uh, that's, that's what I think about it. Gob?
3: Yeah, 100%. I think-
2: that final set will be where that emotion came from because to be 2 0 up in that, at, at that point, possibly looking to force a, a, a final set or whatever, or a set on his darts, that's where the emotion will come from, I think, in, in that sheer moment. Obviously, no one likes to lose play. anyway, but this can be a real catalyst for his career because the darts he's thrown at times this week have been exceptional. The way he's got in, the way he's finished finishes that for this Super Bowl week, and he's 180 here, and it's ridiculous. But like the rest of the field, where he is ranked, it's those new starts, and we saw that at times tonight that we hadn't really seen earlier in the week. It's when he lost that range a bit; he lost it by a
3: long way, not a small way. And that's the correction thing to make.
1: Yeah, PB. Sorry, you, again, you were going to jump in there, pal. Sorry about that.
3: Yeah, no, I was just, I was just about to say echo okay, what Gob just said there. Look, he's a first start merchant. I don't know that's used quite a lot now, but he is one of the people that you can absolutely label in that category. When it's, when it's on, it is on. He's just almost got to reset himself when that first start doesn't go. But I saw enough this week to say he's going to be a handful for the rest of the year.
1: Right enough on the world grand prix because we do have to go just very very quickly we haven't got time unfortunately to preview the next euro tour all the women's series we haven't got a live lounge this week uh, due to various reasons both of us got, both all three of us can't make it on other days really um, but we haven't got a live lounge this week but we'll be back again on monday to review all the euro tour and the women's series don't forget though on the women's tour and the euro series uh, on the <laughs> women's series and the euro tour we'll be having a live blog for uh, for the event throughout the day onlinedarts.com, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Make sure you join us for that. Uh, and make sure, of course, that you join us as well Thursday as well from 7 o'clock, because the Premier League, the Unibet Premier League, the longest one in history, comes to a close back at the new home of World Darts at the Rico in Coventry. God, Phil, we haven't got time to go through the entire night, so I just want one name from you. I, well, actually, no, I want three names from you. Who goes through to the final, and who wins the 2020 Premier League? Phil, we shall start with you.
3: Oh, I remember. It's... beat beats Nathan Aspinall.
1: In what, in the final?
3: Have oh, I got it round the wrong way? This proves I'm not paying attention. Yeah, so that's was actually, Aspinall. Yes. Uh, that changes my mind. I looked at the wrong thing when I was getting ready to jump in the car. <laughs> um... <laughs> Aspinall beats Snakebite. Yeah. And does Ando? Ando wins just... Anderson wins the title. Ooh. I just think (laughs) that he's the the jack-in-the-box. As in, I'm saying this, and he can turn up first game and be awful. However... I just think on one night, when you have to play well, he's the most dangerous. Because he could rock up and just be absolutely sensational for three hours. That's why I'm going for Gary to be a three-time Premier League champion.
1: Jack Garwood.
2: I agree with Gary winning the first semi-final. I think since... Glenn did top the table, and that form he carried through that week, he has struggled a little bit. He hasn't really reproduced that. He hasn't picked up the, the wind we were expecting. Um, and he's tinkered with his flights again. He's back to the, the pairs, I think.
3: Um, oh, oh, can I come in there? This, this might sway you. I spoke to Glenn. The, pa- the, the pairs are in the bin. The kites will be used in the Premier League. Big. I still think Big. because
2: of that change... And the fact he's tinkering and that, I still think Gary's got the to... yeah, edge. I just think if he wants to turn up, he wins that. Whether the gap and then to have to go and do it again in a final suits Gary, I don't know. The second semi is the one that's absolutely killing me because both players lost early. Um, we don't know what darts and what pace Snakey's going to play at and Aspinall seems to be there or thereabouts for a long time but finding ways to lose quality matches. Um... My heart says Peter Wright, but I'm actually going to go Nathan Aspinoff. And I think he wins it. Oof. You're calling Asp to win out, the Prem? Out of nowhere. I've changed my mind so many times on this Prem over the last few weeks. And if yeah. it had been played the, the following weekend of the league phase finishing, Peter Wright would have been my man. Correct. Either. Absolutely spot on from from all four players. He he was just superb in, in the run up to the end of it. Nathan was good and, and he, that would have been a, a tough one for Peter, but once he gets through it, you would have had him in the final. Oh, oh, oh. I just think Nathan's gonna do something special for one or two legs. When Snakey starts drifting a little bit because he's pratting around with his setup that will put him in the final and at that point I don't back Gary to do back-to-back sensational performances. I think he'll need it, so I'm going Nathan.
1: That's very interesting because I've I've got Glenn Durant losing to Gary Anderson in that semi-final, just very very close. I've also got Peter Wright losing to Nathan Aspinall, so I've got Gary versus Nathan in the final, and I'm with you, Gob. I'm actually thinking that Nathan Aspinall is going to go and win this Premier League. I really do. I think that. The, the thing for Nathan Aspett is the fact that he knows that he can play two games in on one night. We know what happened the last time. He, well, the last time he really had to do that was the US Open Masters. But remember that UK Open? When he, got, when he went on and won it? If it's your time, it's your time. And I'm with you that Snakey is just messing around with his darts far too much. Does it? I'm not too sure on I think since the topping of the table, he's slipped a little bit. But I'm really excited to see what he can do. And Gary, like you say, PB, is jack in the box and we don't know what the hell's going to go on. If it get through that first semi-final, I do reckon he wins it, but I don't think he will. And I'm going to go with the big shock. I'm going with Nathan Aspinall to win the second most important non-ranked title of the year after the PDC home tour.
3: <laughs> yeah. like, like, like you say, Gary, Gary's the one we just don't know because he's either going to be brilliant like he was in spells in here or when he turned up and played Dirk. Yes, Dirk played very well, but Gary was awful.
2: Well, we're... That's the problem of all four of them at the minute. Because they all lost early and because they've put in such a range of performances since the Premier League finished, up and down, we don't know which of any of them are going to turn up. It's an absolute nightmare to call. Cool. And this isn't looking for a hot take. But I just think Nathan will play the most consistent with the chance of doing something outrageous.
1: I'm certainly with you, Gob. And I think that that is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a fantastic night on Thursday from the, from the bubble in Coventry. Phil Bars, Jack Aubrey-Garwood, thank you very much for joining us here for this episode of the Online Darts Lounge. Really do appreciate your time. Thursday, Premier League, 7 o'clock. It all starts 6.45. We are live on onlinedarts.com with a full live blog of everything that's going to happen in the Premier League Finals night. Plus, and then Friday, we have got such a busy weekend. We've got the Women's Series, the Grand Slam Qualifier on the Friday, and then the World Championship Qualification places on the Saturday and Sunday, who will be at Alexandra Palace this December, potentially. we will also got the Euro Tour, the third one of the Euro Tour events happening as we build it towards that European Championship in Oberhausen at the end of the month but the big story coming out of this episode of the online Darts lounge is that we have a new name on the world grand prix on the Boer sports world grand prix a massive thank you by the way to boiler sports for everything they've done for us this week we really do appreciate it we can't wait to work with them again for the grand slam and a massive massive well done to Dirkman diving boda making his debut pdc tv final but in the end once again the price is right we'll see you thursday take care and thanks for listening throughout the week goodbye